The Poorly Made Police podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this poorly made podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and host. They don't reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this poorly made podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, lighten the fuck up. Enjoy. Now, Crown Vic. Oh, hey there. Welcome to another fine edition of the Very Poorly Made Police Memes podcast. The fake name I'm going to go with today is Josh. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope you guys have all been in, uh, enjoying the podcast so far, which it seems like I've only been doing it for a minute, but this is already episode 22, which is fucking crazy. Before we get too far, I wanted to talk about the folks that are making this podcast possible tonight, and that's Stone Griffin Tactical. They are driven to provide first responders with the tools they need to save lives. Their rescue multi-tool called the CTAX provides first responders with an affordable, portable, easy-to-use tool that allows them to reach the people in need as quickly as possible. The CTAX is forged out of a single piece of American-made steel in Detroit, Michigan, and Stone Griffin Tactical is a veteran and law enforcement-owned company. Get your CTAX today and save lives when seconds count. Now, you may be wondering, what is a CTAX? Well, I'm going to tell you. It is a tactical rescue axe forged from a single piece, 4130 American steel, which has a Tonto-style axe blade, hammer, gas and water valve wrench cutout, and a pry bar that provides you with over 700 pounds of leverage. Now, I can count a handful of times where something like that would have really come in handy in my police career. So I, I would highly recommend that. And I'll have a link to that in the uh, description of this podcast, along with all the meme posts on Thursday, the day this comes out, which will be the 7th of October. All right, moving on. Just a couple things to talk about before we hit the meat of the podcast. This is a super fun podcast to do with a fella down in Texas. There are lots of dick jokes. You guys will enjoy it. Um, the poorly made police memes weight loss challenge. Lost a couple more, I think, uh, down 4.4 pounds, which is, you know, a week or so. That's not bad. I'll take it. Um, got a long way to go, but there you go. So the peer pressure is off. I was kind of sweating it this morning when I went went to weigh in. And it's like, fuck, man, I hope I'm under. That would be embarrassing. Fucking first weigh in, I'm fucking over. So made that. Hopefully that continues on. Let's see. I can't think of anything else I really wanted to talk about. Uh, so let's get on with our band. Which, if you're in a law enforcement band or you know anybody that is, have them hit me up and we'll get them on here. Uh, we're going to circle back to the first band we had on, which is our good friends Weekend Picnic. And in an upcoming episode, I will ha- actually have their lead singer, who is a uh, a copper in the Midwest. He is going to come on the podcast, so that'll be a fun show. But let's hear their uh, song, Suffer in Silence. I'll be right back with the meat of the podcast.
right, in the moment you've all been waiting for, I have Jimmy, who is a cop out in the great state in the land of my exes, Texas. How are you doing tonight, pal? Good, brother. How about yourself? I'm good, man. I'm just getting ready to uh, crack open a new beer here. And uh, I'm 0 for 3. The last three beers have been awful, and we're going to try a brand new one here. This is um, Brewdog. And I'm not sure where Brewdog is. I should probably figure that out before I hit record here. I don't know where they are, but Brewdog and the beer is Elvis Juice, which sounds terrifying. And it's grapefruit-infused IPA. So God help us all. This could be, we could be 0 for 4. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, Yingling just came to Texas this month. So, uh I'm uh I'm on my second one right now. Uh, I'm pretty excited because uh, I mean for like they're like a hundred year old company and they've only been I think on the eastern coast of the United States for forever and they're yeah. slowly making their way across. So I'm pretty fucking stoked. I I, uh, I came across it at uh, HEB. I don't know if you know anything about HEB. It's one of our grocery store chains. And no, I, I, was, like, I had to do a double take because I was walking down the aisle, the obviously the beer aisle, and I looked to my right and I see Yingling. I was like, no, 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 that's not what I just saw. And I sure enough, dude. And I googled it. And yeah, they just started. Uh, I think in in September is the first month they, uh, they they came to Texas. So, God bless you, England. Uh, oh yeah. Allegedly, they're going to be nationwide because I'm literally down to my last two. I think, and I've been holding on to them. Or shit, maybe I drank them this weekend. I don't know. But <laughs> I had two in my fridge for the longest time because I'm just holding out hope that they get here before before too long. Now I got to report back on the brew dad brew dog. Elvis juice. Um, it tastes like Elvis's seed, Elvis nut, but it's actually oh, good. No. So I'm uh, I'm feeling like a hound dog right now. <laughs> a little Graceland humor. Yeah, you know, for it's actually for an IPA, it's not bad. And you would think um, grapefruit, grapefruit's just like the worst shit ever. I remember yeah. as a kid, uh, we'd eat it for some reason, and I don't know why because it's awful. As far as fruits go, it's got to be the worst one. Yeah, I'm not a fan. It's very citrusy and just almost too sour, in my opinion. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of a fruit that's worse. I, I could be wrong about that. And then, of course, I'm. Uh, you got your yingling there, and I'm also sipping on my Hawkeye whiskey there. I've been nursing that bottle for a while. But enough about alcohol. I'm jealous about the yingling. Let's talk <laughs> about you, uh, Jimbo. So tell the millions of people that listen to this podcast uh, a little bit about you, man. Well, uh, I've been a cop in Texas for the last three years. Um, before this, right, directly before this, I was in the military. I, uh, I did six years active duty in the Navy, uh, a couple of years in the reserves. Last year was my last year. So uh, that was fun. Um, before that, I, uh, I was a cop in Tennessee, about a year and a half-ish, um, East Tennessee. So grew. it's weird. I have a weird, I don't know, I guess story. Uh, I mean, I was born in Houston, um, in the Houston, great, well, greater Houston area. Cause it's like 7 million people in the, you know, Houston itself, like keeps, I don't know, um, absorbing the smaller towns, but greater Houston area, uh, but never really lived here. You know, just my mom, like I was saying, my mom's a bit of a gypsy. So we were all over the United States. No, yeah. yeah moved, kind of uh, moved around, huh? Yeah. Mom was like, I said, a bit of a gypsy in the sense that we would move around every few years. 
And it obviously didn't help that my mom and my dad's relationship was a bit strange. So anyways, moved up to New York, lived a while there. My little sister was born after 9-11, man. We were in New York during 9-11. So on top of the drive-bys and the drug dealings and the pit bull fighting on the corner, my mom is like, okay, if we're adding terrorism to this list, we're getting the hell out of here. So we we moved to Tennessee, um, grew up there in middle school, high school, some college, and then uh, eventually uh, a department there. And that's where I enlisted out of um, Tennessee, joined the military. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much a quick rundown of Jimmy's life. Okay. Okay. So I guess we'll jump back a little bit. So you worked in Tennessee as a cop for a little while. Was yeah. that a bigger department or a smaller department? I, man, I, I guess you could say, I guess medium size. Um, I mean, yeah, I, maybe I should, I don't know, because I know, some people I'll call that medium. They're, that's a huge department. Around- well, hold on a second, though. It's true that girls only like medium size because if it's too big, then it hurts, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I saw him with that the other day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I digress. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah uh, so rather medium size. Um, I mean, when I when I think of my hometown in Tennessee, we only had a department of like what I consider small. They only had like 40 officers. Um, so if you go medium, I'd say a couple hundred. And then large, I'd say once you start hitting the thousands, in my opinion, you know. Damn, dude. I I would say small is like one to ten and mediums like ten to a hundred, and then anything bigger than a hundred. But you gotta think, dude, there's so many. I don't know. Actually, I don't have a good definition of that, but there are so many departments out here, and it's crazy. There's there's departments with like two or three guys on them. I can't imagine that. I well. Wow. Just, I, don't, you're, I mean, police are stretched thin enough. I can't imagine having one or two backup officers that you might not even be working with them at the same time. I assume. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I, wild dude. Wild. So did you like policing out there or was there, were you just um, kind of sick of it and you decided to enlist? So not necessarily sick of it. Um, it was, I guess when I thought of policing, which most people do, you, you know, you think of the high speed stuff, the, the good, the chases, the gunfights, all this other, you know, fun stuff, chasing bad guys, but it was rather boring. Um, you know, it had its, its ups, but nowhere near as the department I'm at now, man. I mean, I, I probably see more action now in a week than I do in six months in Tennessee, you know, here where I'm at. So I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. And not that I was unhappy necessarily. I was just, I guess, let down, you know, by the, uh, what I was getting into. And I was like, well, you know, I'm still young enough. Uh, I'm still early on. I'm college age. Why not try, you know, the military? And it's always something that's been in the back of my head anyways. I knew, I mean, going out of middle school, into high school, I knew it was going to be military police. I, I just, my mind was set. So uh, I, I thought to myself, well, um, my buddy's in there and he gave me some good insight, told me what he was doing, saw the, I mean, the crazy pictures that he was posting of all the places, the exotic places he was able to see. And I was like, dude, I got to do that. I'm still young enough. If I want to come back to police work, I can do that. And you uh, just wanted to go to Singapore. <laughs> you know i didn't get to go there dude oh, i was in the man. navy i was dude trust me i want to go to singapore for sure but uh no man uh uh when i enlisted in the military in the navy i i ended up going greenside which is i don't know if you're familiar with it's it's when you're, it's blue side navy green side navy blue side is like you're on a ship and you're doing you know sailor stuff when you're green side you're attached to marine you know marine unit whether it be uh you know grunts or 311s or uh, comms or corpsmen or you know whatever it may be so i was on the green side i was i was literally with marines the entire time okay 
so I didn't get the experience that most sailors do, you know. So I didn't get to go to all those exotic ports. I've that could be that could be for the best. I'm just saying. Yeah, maybe based on the stories I've heard, and I I wasn't in the military, so I I guess I don't have really have room to speak. But I've heard some things about the Navy guys. But hey, man, with your you're with a bunch of dudes out at sea for a long period of time, you know, man's got to eat. I guess I don't know. Yeah, you're you're right. You know, to find out find out a lot about yourself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that really. You know, only a man really knows how to take care of another man, but I can't confirm or deny that. Listen, brother, how do you know you're not gay if you haven't been with another? You know, you're not 100% sure until you try it. You never know. Hey, man, it's 2021. Live and learn. Sure is. Yeah. All right. So before we get canceled, we should probably get off that. And they're just jokes. Calm down. Nobody get fucking tickled. Oh, so so it sounded like you had a good time in the Navy, though. Yeah, no, I, I really did. I man, what a great experience. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I have lifelong friends that I'm still talking to right now. I mean, I've only been out for a few years, but I mean, I've been to weddings from some of these Marines and some of the sailors as well. And I mean, uh, keep in touch. Um, and man, the experiences you get to really, you get to really bond with these people at, at such an intimate level. Um, and it's, it's for the better, you know, while you're doing it, but man, when you get ripped apart, you know, another, another Marine or sailor gets orders somewhere else. It's like, damn, that was my best friend for the last three years. What am I going to do? You know? Yeah. So it can be kind of tough. Cause you know, orders are orders just because your buddy's going to Hawaii or, you know, uh, I don't know, freaking uh, Bahrain or Iraq doesn't mean you can ask, Hey, can I go with them? You know, no, you're ordered to the opposite side of the country or the opposite side of the world, which is unfortunate, but no, man, great experience. I got to earn a Marine uh, MOS, which is their military occupational specialty. I was one of the only sailors to be able to do that as far as uh, the specific MOS. Um, I got to go through some really good training, which I think personally helps me in my police work. Um, I went to a CQB school in Quant- not Quantico, in uh, Chesapeake, Virginia, man. I got, to, uh, I, got, I got to experience a lot of good stuff that the normal sailor, I guess you, you, should, you could say, wouldn't. Not that I was high speed like Marsoc or, or uh, 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 a seal or anything, but I got to you know train along those guys, alongside those guys, and it was a lot of fun, man. I, I I couldn't do twenty, that's for sure, because of the instability of moving every couple of years. I needed some kind of grounding, which is why I'm in police work. You know, I'm stationary now, but what a great experience! Yeah, and that was actually my next question: Is it sound like you had a good time? I'm surprised you left. A lot of guys yeah. make a career of it, so stability yeah, is man, important, though. So now you've jumped into law enforcement and now you, you landed in Texas, the land of all the exes. So you kind of did a, a reverse, you did a reverse George Strait. Yeah. yeah That's really yeah. what you did. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell me about policing in, in Texas. And I, I spoke to uh, one of our good friends of the show a couple of weeks ago, yeah. a fella from Texas and well, a while ago now, right. I fucking shit out so many of these episodes, but Let's talk about Texas. He had good things to say, but it's been a little while since he was on the job there. How are things in Texas right now? I mean, obviously, 2020 was a rough year for all law enforcement. Um, Texas is not, you know, it wasn't immune to it. I, uh, I, I, th- I think things are good, man. I mean, it really depends on the city, the municipality or the, the county, wherever you might be a constable. But in my opinion, I have a department that backs me. Backs, not just me, but it's officers, in my opinion. And uh, I mean, we're, we're, we can still run and gun. We have a, we, I mean, our chase policy is, I mean, <laughs> without getting, I don't know, into the policy itself. I mean, we rarely get called off. I'll put it that way. You know, we were, you know, during the defund the, the police movement, we actually got an increase. We snuck it in there before it went to any type of, you know, serious uh, city council vote. So I guess that that's a good thing. Um, 
I, I, honestly, I, I, it, I, I'm sure the job is dead in certain parts of Texas, but where I'm at, it's kicking, man. I love it. Dude, that's cool, man. That, I'm glad to hear that it's alive and well. Did you, since you, it's been a while since you've been through, you know, the academy in Tennessee, I take it you probably had to go through a full academy down there in Texas? I did, unfortunately, yes. Six whole months. Well, I mean, you just got out of the military. You're probably ready to go. Yeah. Oh, no. I was in shape. I was, I mean, that wasn't my worries. Ugh, the, you know, the bullshit, bro. The, you got to play the game. It's, oh, yeah. You're at attention and, you know, it's paramilitarized. So everyone is in your face and they're trying to break you. And it's like, dude, this is what the third game I'm going through. Oh, it's unbearable. And I made the mistake. I, I mean, I don't know how your academy works, but uh, we have, you know, like a team, uh, not a team leader, a squad leader, and we have a class leader. And uh, one day they're like, we're in the, the academy first first week or so. And they're like, all right, raise your hand. You're in the military. You're, if you were in the military. And I was like, oh, sweet. We're going to do our, our job bill benefit stuff. And I raised my hand. And they're like, squad leader, squad leader, class leader. Uh, you know, just naming people off. I was like, oh, no. I was trying to stay as low, lay as low as possible. Throughout the <laughs> and it's like, damn it. Uh, what's it called? I, I played myself. You know, that meme. Yeah. Well, so, I was, my academy wasn't very big because, here, I'm going to tell an academy story. I've never been the most in-shape fella, but I wasn't totally fat back in the day. <laughs> and I get in the academy, and there's this dude that's way, way bigger than me. And I'm like, fuck yes, I'm not the fat guy. <laughs> uh, he didn't make it more than a couple weeks. Nice okay. fella. And Wait, so I was the fat, fat guy. I was transitioned to the fat guy, and it was very oh, hard to keep no. attention off myself. And I wasn't in the military, so... I learned uh, very quickly, do not answer rhetorical questions or you fuck your entire class. <laughs> Ladies and gents, I apologize for that. <laughs> I was that motherfucker. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, with, uh, like you said, you know, the, the college kids in my academy class definitely struggled a lot. It was a culture shock in a way, you know, they weren't expecting the whole getting yelled at or getting treated like a child or you know, the physicality of it, not, to, not like brutalized, like they weren't putting hands on us, but you know, like get down, do some push-ups or air, you know, air squats, whatever the heck they made you do, you know? So we had a couple washouts. Most of them ended up being, you know, college um, students, you know? Um, I, when I, I was a little bit older when I started the Academy and I came from like management. So I was in a management position and I was used to being the quote unquote, the boss. And that was difficult for me oh, to sit back and I'm like, wait a second, I'm a fucking grown ass man. And these fuckers are yelling at me. What the fuck is this shit? Yeah. But I will say, and this is probably a good thing to discuss. I'm good with that shit. I think you need that stress inoculation, right? Oh, Would yeah. you agree? Oh, 100%, especially with what you're about to see on the streets. Definitely. Yeah. And, and I mean, you'll deal with worse on the street, but I, it never felt worse. If that makes any sense. They never felt worse on the streets than in the academies. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. As far as like when you're getting yelled at or shit's going on, it, for me, it just kind of clicked. Because right. you, you just got, at least when I went through my training, um, I felt like it was really good. And I could handle stress and I could do shit because I'm like, I, I've done this before. I know I can get through this. Yeah. So, yeah, I would, I, I think there are, and I, man, I, I think, I'd like to talk to a new kid to see if they're getting away from that type of stuff in academies. I know some places never did, but, and they have kind of the college type atmosphere, mm -hmm. 
but I I don't know. I believe in that stress inoculation because what are you going to fucking do the first time you're getting yelled and screamed at and you got a gun on somebody and you don't know how to handle your emotions and get through it? Agreed. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. If anyone uh, has some experience in the arena and you want to take me on, hit me up. Let's uh, we'll schedule for the podcast. I'd like to I'd like to hear an opposing view of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would be interested. I'm, I'm open-minded to listen to it. I just, from my point of view, I would say that you need the stress. I, I think you also need to be built back up because I see there's some academies where they just basically trash you and then you're, you're still a piece of shit when you get out on the road. And that probably isn't a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enough about my thoughts on training because those clearly don't matter now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about you, dude. So it sounds like you're pretty happy out there in the, uh, in Texas. Yeah. And we've talked about the job out there. Sorry, dude. I'm totally fucking unprepared as normal. I think something that people like that we're going to talk about and you since, oh, you know what? You were in Texas back in the, you were in Tennessee back in the day. Yep. What is your favorite patrol car? Dude, believe it or not, we still got crown dicks here, bro. And oh, uh, yeah. I'm in Texas and you know the heat is stupid. There is no better AC. I don't care if we're talking about a 2021 Explorer, you know, police interceptor or a freaking Tahoe. The Crown Vic blows the coldest and I will choose it every time. dude. It is so nice. Um, now, I have a O2 Crown Vic and oh. it is fucking ice cold. And that car is, you know, 20 years old. Dude, how does it? How do they do it? How do they I do don't know. It? Um, I yeah. don't know. So unfortunately, I mean, we have uh, like pool cars in my agency, um, which are getting just ran into the dirt. I mean, we have a three-year-old freaking uh, Tahoe, maybe it's four-year-old Tahoe that has like 160,000 miles. It's like, Jesus. Rookie um, numbers, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, but not, you know, my old department, we were lucky to hit 50,000 in like, I don't know, five years. So, um, cause you know, we had take-homes in, in that department, but uh, here, man, it's uh Unfortunately, we have assigned, um, we, we call them shops. What do you guys call them? You know, just just patrol vehicles or what do you call Just cars, man. Just cars? Yeah, yes, we got I don't know. shops. What, they call um, them shops? Yeah, shops. Have you ever seen a, a End of Watch? Yeah. Yeah, and, and so you know the scene where the rookies and the rot running around with her shotgun in the air? So yeah. She's like, come on, rookie, find your shop, find your shop. And she's having trouble finding her patrol car. That's, that's what the, the nickname is, the shop. And I, I don't know if we stole it from LAPD or if it started here or if it's a police thing. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we call them shops. Um, so I rarely get to see a Crown Vic unless everything is tied up. But I have requested it, especially when I get a, a hot, hot day. Because, um, uh, man, that thing blows cold. Oh, yeah, they are nice. They are nice beyond the, you know, the glory of everything else. They are ice fucking cold. If there's not another reason to uh, cherish Crown Vic's, Add that to the list, bro. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've heard anyone talk about the, the AC and that thing, man. It, it, it's awesome. Fuck yeah. That's a good point, man. Nobody has brought that up. Well, so, maybe because no one lives in this sweltering heat that I'm dying in on a daily basis. Well, dude, it's hot other places. Come on now. I'm sure. They, just, but... they don't know, man. They just don't know. They're just a bunch <laughs> of rookies. They don't know. Although, you, I do catch the crowd that's like the, the 90s cop, like the true 90s cop. Uh-huh. And the Caprices back then were pretty fucking sick. And so they, those guys won't let me live it down. But uh, yeah, the 90s Caprice, I'll tell you guys right now, fucking, fucking sick. But I don't think I've ever even put hands on one, man. Was oh, yeah. Time. My dad had one and I used to fucking clean it out and I've been on ride alongs with them and shit. So I can I can attest to their badassery. That's nice. 
So is support in Texas for law enforcement pretty good right now? Yeah, man. I, I mean, it's Texas. It's a red state, right? But we have a bunch of blue cities. Um, and uh, that can, I, I think, can skew the numbers, you know? Um, but I, I think it's, it's going back up. Let's put it that way. I mean, it's uh, during the protest, bro, I've never felt so, I mean, like, I, I, I'm not a quitter, in my opinion. But it, can, it, it literally crossed my mind a few times. Like, after the fourth week of it, it's like, man, how much longer can we endure? You know, people just berating you and calling you names and throwing stuff at you. But after that, bro, I'd say things started picking up in like the spring of this year, as far as the public's attitude. It's, uh, the, you know, my interactions with them, it's, it's gone up. Um, and uh, it's, like I said, it's still strained, specifically in the area that I work. I mean, I don't work, I, I chose police work and I chose the area that I work um, for a reason because there's guns, there's felons, there's, you know, there's, there's bad guys. There's stuff that I want to be around, you know? Um, that's why I chose this line of work and that's why I'm there. Maybe it'll change later on down the road. But uh, even some of these bad neighborhoods you go to, man, you walk around and some of these people that you wouldn't even think you would say anything to you, like, hey, man, I appreciate you. Or thanks, thanks, I got, I'm glad to see you here, man. Glad to see you patrolling. It's like, man, that's, I'm, I'm glad to hear it, man. I'm, honestly, it's, it takes me, by, it takes me by surprise sometimes. Um, and I think, I think Texas I get is that. a different animal, man. Yeah, man, it's all, it's, it's all over the place, man. But, it, you know, you still get the, you know, fuck 12, you know, get out of my neighborhood or what are you doing here? You know, you get that occasionally. But I, I think it's a... Uh, I think I, if I had to split it, I'd say 75%, but, you know, good reaction from the public. Okay. I mean, that's, fuck, dude, I'd take that any day. Yeah, me too, man. This is my own question, and, and I'm curious, because I look at Texas from afar, and all the people that are flocking there from a certain state, Ugh, California. Good Lord. I worry that Texas is going to flip. Oh, yeah. Do, what do, you, do you think that's a possibility? Look at Austin. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, you're up to date on current events. Did you see what they they're not responding to certain calls? Did you see that? I read some of that. I didn't read through the whole article, but they're, I saw the headline. It's I, and I get it. A lot of it has to do with appeasing the, the public and, you know, the and the fact that they got um, defunded or whatever. But that's crazy to me, bro. Um, I can't imagine not responding to certain crimes um, that they all of a sudden determine are non-emergency because they 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 bent so you know to the uh, the public's pressure you know um i just i don't know man I, and if it, it, it can happen in austin it can happen anywhere in my opinion anywhere in texas you know so yeah. uh i don't know I, i'm well maybe not anywhere in texas but well, let, think about how about the blue state the blue cities how about that yeah um, well it's it's crazy that in texas has quite a population and i would assume most of the cities big cities in texas are blue Yes. Am I right? Oh yeah. Okay. So it's it's honestly crazy that they've hung on to the uh, to being red for so long. It'd be it'll be interesting going down the line to see if that flips. I I don't know. It, that would be very interesting to me. All right, away from politics because I don't really want to talk about that because no one no one wants to talk about politics. We don't hear anything about that anyway because it's popular. Do you have like a funny story or some kind of quote unquote? a war story to, to tell people about so they can get the rocks off? Well, I guess, I, I mean, I can talk about it now, I guess, because it's no longer really relevant. I, I was involved. I was in OIS. It was, it was an ambush style shooting, right? Um, did, I mean, barely made a blip on the news because uh, um, 
of the, 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 the details surrounding it, but I'll go into it. Um, yeah, just don't, don't get yourself in trouble, dude, if it's something yeah, you don't want. Yeah, for sure, wanna, for sure. I yeah. mean, I, I'm literally giving you what the press release pretty much, <laughs> uh, what they, you know, they put out on the press release for the most part. Um, okay. I just got done with a traffic stop. Um, you know, I was heading down a dark road, uh, I, and I knew the area I was working is dangerous. Just got done with a traffic stop, got nothing out of it, obviously, so I let the guy go, the girl go, and I'm uh, rolling down the street. I'm, you know, messing with my MDT, maybe doing like 30. People in the area are known to shoot out the lights of the, the you know, the, uh, the, the park lights to, to keep yeah. it dark. I mean, you know, Parks and Rec goes out there every month and fixes them and they just shoot them out, for no, you know, just for so they can do their drug deals and stuff, whatever. So I'm rolling, rolling down this park and I see that uh, it's it looked empty. So I didn't think anything of it. All, the, all, all of a sudden, I hear a really loud like thumping on the right side of my shop, like rapid fire, bop, bop, bop. And it. It didn't occur to me what was happening. My left window was down. So almost simultaneously, I hear gunshots to the left side of my window. But I'm feeling these thumps, this concussion on the right side of my shop. So, you know, within a fraction of a second, I realized I'm taking fire. So I hunkered down into my seat, scared, you know, obviously. I know I'm taking fire. I want to get as small as possible, you know, trying to be a smurf. And uh, that causes me to lose control of my shop. And I, you know, wreck into a ditch. So great. Now I'm stuck in a ditch. My earpiece falls out due to the wreck. So now I, I, I don't know if I'm pressing my button or my, my mic to see if I can you know, get some air traffic out, but I, I don't know if it's getting out because I can't hear the tone in my ear. So I was like, shit. So I just hit my emergency button. I, which, you know, I, don't, I think it's probably the same with most departments give you like 10 seconds of uninterrupted air. You know, it drops a tone and then 10 seconds of air. So I know I'm, at least that's going. So I get out of my shop, take my seatbelt off. I, I, because I hear the gunshots to my left, I start looking to my left. I see nothing but a fence. So I was like, okay, that doesn't make sense. I don't know where they could have shot from there. So I look to my, my, my west, I guess you should say, see nothing in the street. I look over the hood of my shop um, and I see these suspects in the park and they're, they're walking towards me and I see a gun. You know, I illuminate, I got the weapon mounted light, X300 on my flash on my gun and I illuminate my light and I see this guy messing with the gun in his right hand. And when I say messing with it, I mean manipulating. I don't know if he's reloading I don't know if he's clearing a malfunction. I don't know what he's doing with it, but he starts to point it up towards me. I'm giving verbals. Hey, put that down, put that down. Before I could even finish that sentence, he starts pointing it at me and I engage. As I engage, there's three of them. Two of them run away towards the apartment complex, which is literally 100 meters away. And this guy drops to the ground. I was like, okay, I think I hit this guy. I got to get off the X. I got to get off the X. So I go from my front to my, from the front of my shop and I go to the rear, do a real quick uh reload which i actually lost my my magazine that i left out of my gun but you know i had another one so i go to the back of my shop i reassess i you know my lights on and i see the guy that i um that fell to the ground get up and he just darts he heads away from me north and you know police instinct is like i gotta chase this guy i can't let this guy go he just shot at the police i cannot let him go but at the same time it's like man there's three of them i don't know where the other two went I don't know. I don't know if they all have guns. I don't. I'm, I don't know where my backup is. I can't even hear my earpiece. I don't know if they know I'm in trouble. So I held what I got. I went back to my shop. I grabbed my uh, my patrol rifle. I deploy that, and then I just held what I got. I got my earpiece back in, and then I hear the units are running code one or code. Excuse me, whatever code is. You, you know, depends on. I think the, it's. Ge- I think it's generally code one. Yeah. Yeah. So they're running code one. I hear the sirens, which is good because uh, I had a little bit of auditory exclusion going on through the entire event. Um, but I hear sirens, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've been there, whether it be a fight, 
or a high stress environment, you know, sirens coming to you is a good feeling. So uh, I hear that. And I mean, I, 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 this particular shop, the first one that got on scene didn't have their sirens or lights on. And I just hear the roaring of the engine go right in front of me. And I'm just like, Hey, stop, stop, stop. And then I hear, they go sideways, dude. And I was like, Hey, they ran east into that complex, you know, going, you know, yelling at them, letting them, giving them directions to travel and stuff. And uh, I, I just, that's just so comical to me, you know, in hindsight, not at the time. I mean, I looked at my Apple watch later on in the night, my, my freaking my uh, beats per minute on my heart rate was at 179, never been that high in my life. So obviously high stress. Anyways, this shop goes by me screaming. Finally, units get on scene. We get a um, helicopter up because, you know, um, I, I live in a rather um, densely populated part of Texas. And we have a lot of um, resources. And one of those is uh, the state police. They have a helicopter nearby, DPS. So they they came up, they got overhead within like 10 minutes. Unfortunately, we weren't not, not good enough to get a decent perimeter up and stuff. But anyways, so canine gets on scene, they come up to me and they're like, what happened? I give them a quick rundown. And, uh, you know, we, we find some of the shell casings and some other evidence that I, um, you know, I'll let you guys, I don't know, maybe when they do another press release, it'll come out. But anyways, um, yeah, that that was probably if you want to call it a war story, man, that's God bless. That's probably the, the scared, the most scared I've ever been, the most intense situation I've ever been. And I mean, the, probably the closest to a war story I can give, you know, dude, that's, that's fucking intense, intense, man. Yeah, dude, that's, that's fucking nuts, man. And I, I've talked about my deal and I'm not you know, like, you know, pull up my wiener and compare my fucking scars. But uh, if I can ask you a personal question, is that that fuck with you at all? So, I went four days. I mean, I slept fine. Everything was great. I mean, not great. It was obviously, you know, it was an ambush style attack. So very sudden, very, I mean, just a surprise attack, right? I went, I did good for about four days. And then I, on the fourth night, man, I woke up covered in sweat. Obviously the nightmare was about the situation. The gravity, I think, set in on that fourth night. It's like, dude, I mean, on, in the press release, you, you can look at my shop. It's got bullet holes in it. One of the bullet holes that went through, I don't know if you know this about freaking Tahoes, by the way, they don't have ballistic paneling on the uh, passenger side. Well, fuck the, my partner, I guess. Right. The explorers um, do though, right? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. So anyways, this Tahoe, obviously I didn't learn that until that night. So luckily I didn't have a partner that night, but one of the bullets went through the damn uh, panel or the, what would have been a panel, the door and got stuck in my uh, lodge in my NDT mount. So holy damn, shit. Dude. Um, yeah, so it, it, I think I'm good now. And, and my department has really good resources for mental health, which is like I said, man, my department, I don't know. I, I can't attest for others. Obviously, I've only worked for two. But compared to my last one, man, this we have a, a, a mental health unit, not not like for I mean, we obviously have a CIT for the, the city of citizens, but they have an officer mental health unit. And we have peer to peer where you have a 24 officer uh, officer on call 24 seven who can, you know, talk to you if you need it. It's, it's, it's great, man. And I utilized it. And, uh, and, and I think, uh, and I don't mean to, to divert or, you know, too much, but I think officers, and I, I think you've you have touched on this a few times in your other episodes, the stigma be between, be between officers and mental health is, is, is too great. Um, get the help you need, man, reach out, you know, if it's available or even if it's not reach out to somebody, man. Um, Cause it, it's a crazy job and we see some crazy stuff. And I'm so thankful that my department has those assets available to us. And uh, I utilize them, man. Well, this is, here's some fucking real talk here, kids. I, so my deal, which just for the sake of it, because I know not everybody's listening to every episode, but 
basically, long story sh- short, I get into pursuit with a fella. Um, he had ba- was a homicide suspect, and he he flipped a Yui in an intersection and basically had a gun out the window at me. And I, I was fucking. He had to be dead to rights, dude. I would just the way the pursuit ended up. I was gonna ram his car, but I had a bad backdrop, and I look up. And there's a gun basically within five feet of me. Didn't shoot. I can see his face. I can see him laughing. No gunfire. Turns out he had a malfunction, couldn't clear it. And that's why he didn't shoot me because he'd shot up a bunch of places that day. And I got at the end of the pursuit by one supervisor. Hey, are you okay? That was it ever. And I ignored it for years. And I'd have nightmares of, you know, if he was able to get a round off, I'd fucking, you know, I had visions of my fucking family being, you know, handed a folded flag, all kinds of shit, man. It it fucked me for a long time. And I think I'm better now. But dude, I mean, the anniversary of it was just recently and it fucking, you know, all the same shit went through my head again. You know, the, the what ifs and all that. But I just and there were resources available, but I just. I just didn't have that comfort and that trust of my department to, you know, utilize them because mm-hmm. I, you know, it's just, again, that stigma, but you are absolutely right, man. If if you can do something and you, you can take care of yourself, go fucking take care of yourself, man. Cause I, I'm sure in the long run, you know, you won't be fucking, it's a thing. I mean, you're going to, it's going to be hard for you, but you're not going to be dealing with it fucking years and years later or with the same effect. All right, let's talk about fucking happy shit, man. How about that? <laughs> Transition it. Transition to happy shit. So let's give away a t-shirt. How do you feel about giving away shit? Oh, hell yeah. Some hell merch. yeah. All right. Yeah, so this dude needs to email me back. And it, usually what this is is usually people nominate like their buddies. But this guy, he works on the same department with a guy, but he doesn't really know him. But he heard about something is like, this guy deserves some free shit. So hopefully this guy emails me back. And by the way, if you're a new listener... Every episode right now, I have some money. I was given some money anonymously by a donor to give people some free poorly made police meme shit. So um, I'm nominating a coworker who recently caught a one-month-old baby thrown off a second-story balcony by their estranged father. Uh, I don't know him personally, but he is a hero and deserves some recognition and some free merch. Nice. So uh, waiting on an email back from him, dude. That's fucking badass. Saving that baby, essentially. Hell yeah! All right, yeah, so <laughs> this oh is... wait a minute, did I just hear about this? I think I just heard this about this in the news. Yeah, it w- it was in the news. The guy linked the news news article to it too. Yeah, dude. So fucking email me back, man. We want to take care of you. Literally like uh, a week ago. Maybe I'm tripping, but it was recently. No, I think it was it was it was pretty recently. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Here's yeah. what's fucked up: is it reminded me of a joke, and I hate to ruin this guy's moment. Um, Because it was really cool he caught the baby, but I'm going to tell the joke. (laughs) And I wish I wouldn't have gave it away, but here we go. So there was this guy who really wanted to be in the NFL, and he he wanted to be a wide receiver. He could really run routes very well. He just couldn't catch the ball all the time. And he kept trying and trying and trying, and he, you know, for years on years, you know, he you know, get to the practice squad, he could cut and all that stuff. And finally he got cut and he's like, man, that is, that is the last time I just, you know, 
I can't score a touchdown because I can't keep my fucking hands on the ball. So he's walking down the city later that night and, you know, he's, he's depressed obviously. And he looks up and he sees smoke and there's a fire, you know, one of these high rise buildings, there's this big fire and this lady's hanging out the window with her baby saying, please, please help me. My, uh, my baby, you know, there's a fire and I, you know, I need to be, my baby needs to be saved. So, you know, he, he does the right thing. And, you know, the bait, the lady throws her, her, her baby down to him and, he fucking catches the baby. He does it. And there's all the, you know, there's, there's a crowd. I can't believe I'm telling this joke on a podcast. Um, there, there's a crowd and everybody's cheering for him. And he's like, yes, I finally did it. So he spiked the baby. Yes, I knew it. I knew it. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, man, I've heard that one before. It's so great. You know, oh. so internally i'm like just stop laughing stop don't don't let them don't ruin the joke I was like, <laughs> uh which is bad because we just yeah. talked about a guy saving a baby yeah but, but <laughs> it is poorly made and i don't frankly give a shit so all right well that was fun so now we've come to the part of the podcast where we answer some fucking questions from the people which we're recording on monday and anybody listening on thursday when this comes out, well, technically Wednesday night, if you know how this works, but technically Thursday, you guys know that um, we had the great internet outage of 2021 and nobody could fucking get on Facebook and Instagram and nobody could influence people and for like five hours, dude, it was terrible, which mm-hmm. kind of fucked me because I didn't get a whole day of question, questions from everybody, but that's all right, man. I think we got plenty to go around and most of them are bullshit because you guys don't know how to act, but this is what this is all about. So <laughs> let's fucking do it. Oh, I'm going through my Facebook feed and it's like posted all the memes I posted earlier in the day and it just fucking blew up my page. So <laughs> sorry about that. If you see pay fucking shit like three times. Okay. First question. Here's a very good Texas question. Why is Whataburger so terrible? Okay. I need to know who asked that. All right. Right now. Because. Fucking get on Facebook. Click on that fat piece of shit's profile. I don't have Facebook, man. I, I'm, I'm fucked with Instagram, but not with Facebook, bro. Oh, well, are you going to fucking come fight him or what? I guess so, dude. Now I'm going to have to make one just to find this guy. Listen, pal. Whataburger gets a lot of shit. All right. I like Whataburger. Their spicy ketchup. God's gift to earth. I don't know if you've had their spicy ketchup. I think you can order it online on their website or something. But I don't know if like, I've had spicy ketchup. Dude, it is good. And and maybe, okay, they have some really questionable stuff on their menu. Their burgers are okay. They're not my go-to by any means. But, dude, the spicy ketchup is on point. And that's why I keep going to water. Uh, water Wait a second. So this is what this is all about? It's fucking ketchup? No, dude, that's just my ketchup. preference. Oh, calm ketchup. down. Fucking I don't want to hear it. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you. Hey, speaking of sending you stuff, did you get my package? Oh, I got your package, buddy. Nice. It was medium. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, so it didn't hurt so bad. I did not get your package actually. Okay. Unless, yeah. Let me. I unless I uh, let's say I missed it because I got a bunch of shit the other day and I haven't put it up yet because I'm really busy. But maybe maybe I it was an oversight. But I'm pretty sure that I have not got it. By the way, speaking of packages, if you want to send me some patches or coins for my poorly made police patch wall in my sex dungeon, fucking hit me up. Slide in my DMs. Hell yeah. I'll give you my address. Um, I haven't got your package yet, unfortunately. 
All right. I'll, I'll so figure let's talk about Whataburger for a second. Cause I went, when I went to Texas and it was a couple of years ago, uh-huh. I went to Amarillo. Uh, I did not get there by morning and <laughs> I, uh, it was okay. I just, I wasn't, it was just so built up. I thought it was going to be this wonderful thing and it was, it was good, but I thought it was expensive. That, and it was just a fucking burger. I didn't get it. Problem, dude. That's the problem. And, and that's the same thing for in and out too. In yes. and out. I didn't get, I don't get in and out either. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I agree. So fucking, I think people build it up in people's heads and they're like, oh, I'm expecting this, this gold. And then, you know, it's like, you know, it's silver. And they're like, I mean, it's okay, I guess. But I don't know. I, I guess know. you had to grow up around it maybe. And Texas hold it so, so dear, near and dear to their heart. You know, so they defend. Well, you guys have the fucking Bucky's too. Everybody's crazy oh, about Bucky's. Bucky's is dope, dude. Have you ever you been to a Bucky's, bro? I have not been to a Bucky's. Mix mix um a regular gas station with like Costco. That's what a Bucky's is, bro. It's got like with 80 Costco. Pumps. Costco, bro. It's huge. The warehouse, bro. It's got like eighty pumps. It's like I'm telling you, the size of Costco. With I mean, they have their own brand name brand stuff for like you know as far as like edibles like food like uh what's called oh, like when you said food. edibles i was like man the californians really have taken oh no 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 <laughs> like like food like candy and stuff like no really great stuff you should you should definitely make it uh i actually i have some bucky socks that my uh my friend sent me because uh she's down there in the land of x's yeah dude, bucky's funny. beavers because that's funny because we're children <laughs> all right all right well we'll end whataburger i i should do a thing on what a poll on what the actual best chain burger places because i don't know you know for me sometimes it's wendy's because i think wendy's is just an easy classic staple bk lounge is okay sometimes mcdonald's is like crack i don't want to eat it but every time i eat it it makes me feel good but then 30 minutes later i feel like a fat tub of shit yeah it's fucked up (laughs) so you don't like five guys you can take that however you want but i'm talking about oh (laughs) i love five guys five guys is good yeah five guys is really good um what's the other one that's basically five guys but it's more more expensive fuck i can't uh, think of what it was i don't know yeah, but five guys is pretty good i don't know if they're around other places they had them in colorado there's this place called mark burger l-a-r-k never fucking great man they were the juiciest fucking burgers i've ever had in my life they were really good I, never heard I can't it. think of the other place. I can picture it in my mind because it was in my old beat, my patrol beat, but I cannot tell you what it was, but it was not Five Guys. Hmm. Smashburger. Smashburger sucks. My oh. That's what it is. You like Smashburger? No, it sucks. It's overpriced. I was about to say, I think they overseason the meat. I don't know what it is. It just tastes weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I think it's overpriced and isn't that good. Yeah, I would agree. I like their shakes, though. All right. Let's see. Um, I don't know if you know this, but is there... What's the best apartment to work for in the Austin area? In the Austin area? Well, definitely not Austin, obviously. That's good Lord. Um, I don't know, dude. I mean, I have some buddies who work for Austin because I've done, there's this, uh, there's a Texas company, like they're law enforcement based and they offer like free training, like for Texas, like they get, uh, I guess, grants from the government to offer free training. I took one of their breacher courses. And it was I've heard of those guys. I, I'm going to probably do something with them down the, in the line. They reached out to me recently. I can't, yeah. I can't remember the name of them, but go on. Yeah, me neither. And I should because I took like two of their classes already. Um, but I don't know, dude. I mean, 
the only thing I can think about Austin is I think it's called Mountain City. It's just north or south of Austin. And uh, I hear good things are, about them. Small department. Are there mountains in Austin? It, I, it's probably a hill or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Is that that part of Texas is called hill country, right? Yeah, it's uh, not very mountainous at all. Um, not at all. I mean, not considering where, where you're used to, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that John Denver is full of shit. That's for sure. Um, by the way, my academy was fucking filled with Dumb and Dumber references, and it was fucking great. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. Does the Texas cop, that would be you, know of any of my exes? Um, I mean, I've only dated two chicks around here in, in this part. I told you I've only been here a few years. I've lived born here. only lived here a few years, about four years. Okay. So I've only been with two chicks, and uh, I don't know. I'm going to go on a limb and say no. You wouldn't be able to tell. Trust me. <laughs> um, God, dude, this is fucking episode is filled with penis jokes. Because um, <laughs> here's a fucking other one from a friend of the page. Is everything bigger in Texas? Everything, man. You can, everything. You can, you can imagine it, everything. And if you don't believe me, come down and check it out yourself. I'll show you around. I really, I, I probably will be to Texas at some point in the near future. Like I said, I got some friends down there. I want to go see them. Hell yeah. I, I, that I can remember I've been to Amarillo because that was recently. And, oh, by the way, I don't know if you've been there. Have you heard of my favorite fucking store uh, or my favorite restaurant? Shit. What the hell is it called? Thank God this isn't live. <laughs> I'm just giving myself more work to edit this out. I'm not going to edit it out. I don't give a shit. I will edit out some of the pause. So if you're listening to this, the pause has been like 30 seconds when I'm trying to fucking think of this place. And I've referenced <laughs> it time and time again on this podcast, but I cannot fucking think of what this place is called. Oh, there's the, there's your Whataburger. I've never had a wiener schnitzel. Hey, what, what do you think about Raisin Cane? They suck, right? I, the only thing about Raisin Cane that I like is the sauce, bro. Okay. Their chicken is just regular, and I like actually dunk. I can dunk anything in that sauce, and it'd be good. It's really good. Yeah, the sauce is pretty good. But their chicken is—if you don't if you don't use use the sauce, bro, it's their chicken is just fuck. It's just there's no seasoning, right? It's just like no. They cook the chicken and deep fry it, and that's it. Not my not a fan, dude. This is I can't fucking find it. I'm I've scrolled through every restaurant on earth in Amarillo, and I can't fucking find it. It's um, I can picture it. Brahms. It's fucking Brahms. That's what it is. Brahms. Have you had Brahms? No, I never even heard of it. Is it only in Amarillo? No. So the farm is in like Oklahoma, and it's only like four hundred miles within that farm. So I think Amarillo is probably as far south as it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anybody that just endured that, which won't be as painful for you, but for Jimmy here, this was like five minutes of me trying to figure out what it's called. <laughs> Fucking Brahms. Fuck me. I can't believe that took so long. My apologies. Okay. So we've established everything is bigger in Texas. I will say I had a waffle in Texas and it was pretty good and it was big and it was shaped like Texas. Texas. It was, and I almost bought the waffle maker, but I'm like, I don't fucking live in Texas. So I feel (laughs) like wrong. I mean, Texas was a place I thought about. Uh, That Texas was a place I thought about moving to, but it just, it didn't work out at that point. But if I'm rich, who knows? This is kind of a moot, moot point, probably, but this guy is basically saying he's from Washington and the laws are getting crazy out there, and he wants to know if lateraling from 
Washington to Texas. Is that a good place to lateral to? Listen, brother, there's someone who lived just outside Seattle for two and a half years um, while I was stationed there. I think it would be a good move. Um, I actually applied for Seattle PD. I was going through the process. HPD got to me first. Thank God. Holy cow. Oh, you would have been fucked. Miserable. I mean, but this the podcast would have been paid. way differently. Oh, yeah, for sure. But the, uh, the starting pay there was uh, it was almost too good to pass up. And I, almost, I really thought about it. Even though my department called me before uh, Seattle did, I was literally considering it heavily um, because of the starting pay. And back then it was 20, 2015, 2016-ish. Uh, it wasn't that bad. Um, not, you know, as far as living there. Obviously, things have taken a sharp decline in that state. But listen, man, from someone who lived there, from someone who dealt with law enforcement there, not uh, in a working capacity, but, you know, got to speak to some of the officers because I was interested in working there. I think anywhere in Texas, almost anywhere in Texas would be a better move than Washington, man. All right. So this next question, and I'm laughing because I see one of the ones up ahead here, but any issues transferring states? And they, they reference like remembering specific different laws. So you kind of had a, a, a couple, like what, five, six years in between policing in Tennessee and in Texas, right? So that, mm-hmm. I don't, was that ever an issue with you where you're like, fuck, is this how we do this? Yes. Because you would revert to Tennessee? Okay. I was going through the academy here and you almost have to forget, like in Tennessee, it's a Tennessee, it's TCA, Tennessee code, code annotated, how you get most of your laws, right? Here in Texas, Tennessee, Texas penal code. I could not for the life of me. Yeah, right. You said penal. How many, how many references are you going to make? Dick, dick references. Anyways. Yeah. The hardest I'm going to name this episode the dick episode. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, everything that I learned in Tennessee had to be forgotten. And I, for, I swear to God, for the first six months enforcing laws here in Texas, I was referencing laws in Tennessee. And I'm like, hey, man, you can't do, wait a minute you can do that here, you know, like having those kinds of things go through my head. It's like, wait a minute. You can have mutual combat in Texas, you know, type, type of, type of situation, you know? Oh, you can. Oh yeah, dude. You, you guys want to fight, fight it out. No one's going to jail for that. I'll, uh, oh, I'll yeah. watch you do it. As long as someone's, uh, no one says stop and you keep going, you keep, fight it out, dude. So for that Washington dude, little callback, if you want to keep your, uh, mutual combat uh, enforcement from, from Washington going in uh, Texas, bring it on, dude. Um, dude that's fucking awesome hell yeah man uh but yeah man it's uh it was definitely difficult the fir- i'd say the first year um just because you're so used to one different style of policing you know not just that dude but the policies i went from one department that was in my opinion smaller or i could call it medium but you you know whatever it might be in your in your eyes to a, a rather buddy it's department. big in my eyes yeah well here here it's even bigger and i mean when you think of policies it, dude, there's a policy on literally everything. And if there isn't one, it's in the works. It's, it's unbearable. And speaking of policy, you know, I, I don't know if you're going to go into asking me for another story, but I'm going to give you one right now concerning policies, bro. Do it. Uh, a few months ago, I guess I should say, I, I got a letter in the mail. So when we get yellow paper, uh, it means we're in trouble, like in our mailbox, uh, in, yeah. our, in our departmental mailbox. So I open up this freaking card. It's yellow paper. I was like, son of a bitch. So I go through reading it. We have an independent like uh, civilian board, civilian review board. They just audit random video, body cam videos. And uh, they sent me this letter. And they said, uh, this officer, Officer Jimmy, um, moved his shop 50 feet, approximately 50 feet without a seatbelt 
and then it got signed off by four of these civilians uh, for uh, recommend or what's called uh, uh, discipline recommended. And I was like, what the hell? So a seatbelt violation can get you obviously unpaid suspension days off. And I was like, for 50 yards, dude, 50 feet maybe is what it was. You're really trying to like make me lose a, a few days of work because of that. Luckily, man, I, I had, uh, I had a, a really good supervisor and, and he reviewed the body cam and he's like, dude, no, we're, we're not letting this go anywhere. There's no way. And the reason I was moving my, my shop to let an ambulance get by. Come on. It's, Wait, you just fucking told me the job wasn't dead and you're going to fucking come at me with this. Hey, I just told you, you have you, a civilian oversight board. My I don't supervisor. care that. I mean, that's cool. Your supervisor took care of you, but that's fucking nuts that yeah, they'll go through and they'll review body camera to fucking find mistakes. That's yep. fucking crazy. Yep. If anybody on that civilian oversight board is listening to this podcast, which you're probably not. Go fuck yourself. I didn't say it. He said it. From me. From poorly made police <laughs> memes himself. Go fuck yourself. Anyway. Now, I understand the importance <laughs> or potential importance of an oversight board, right? Um, there are officers who we're, we're not infallible, right? There are officers that make mistakes, legitimate mistakes, and there are officers that, you know, legitimately do some sketchy stuff. And they should be caught and held accountable. But a seatbelt violation? Come on. All right. Now I'll get off my soapbox there. I'm sorry. Oh, just... no. Oh, no. You stay on it. So <laughs> we're going to talk about this. I, I completely agree with your initial statement that shady officers shouldn't get away with shady things. Totally agree with that. Fuck those guys. Because that, that's kind of why we are where we are. But I don't think random citizens going combing through random pieces of body camera is what we should be doing mm -hmm. to catch shady cops. Or would you disagree with that? I would disagree with that if I hadn't heard of some of the stories of the, the board actually catching things that would not have been caught otherwise. Does that make sense? Shady sure. cops doing shady stuff otherwise. Now, how often does that happen? From what I'm told, almost never, right? Maybe a handful of times in the, fuck, the, the, you know, the few years that we've had body cams has that happened. But it has happened. So, I, ah, man, it's a toss-up for me, man. I, I got to ride the fence on that one because while it almost fucked me and I hate it, they do catch some good stuff, not good stuff, you know, some officers doing bad stuff. And I think that's that's important, you know, now. Yeah, but that, that's like the civilian? means justifying the ends, though, dude. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you do bring up a good point. And anything, and I guess it depends on your body camera, um, footage and this is fucking anybody listening to this fucking think up what you think about it i mean i don't think i i can give the perfect answer to it but if i collect my thoughts here we want to catch bad cops right if your body camera's on it's i mean you're essentially it's subjected to being pulled into court right anybody can you know freedom of information act they could look up that body camera yeah so is there an argument for, well, it's, it's fucking there, you know, because I've made memes about, you know, supervisors basically watching body camera to fucking find violations. And I don't like where dudes fucking have, you know, they're like, hey, we got an IA, we watched your body camera, you were cleared of this violation, but 
then we saw you do this, which is some fucking oh, inconsequential yeah. thing, and then you're getting jammed on that, and so they'll look into that. Yep. I don't know. I think there is a fine line in the sand that actually there's not. I don't know. I don't know that we've driven that, drawn that line yet. That is uh that is interesting. I on the premise of it, I disagree. I I don't like and honestly, civilians watching it. Yeah, that's you know, it, and here's the thing too is we're picking apart dudes for like these little inconsequential things, like moving 50 yards for a seatbelt. Or, dude, I've heard fucking stories of guys in a patrol car, windows up, say fuck that or fuck that lady. And, and the story specifically that I heard was basically guys on a traffic stop, somebody unrelated to the traffic stop comes up and starts yelling and screaming at him. They go away. The guy in his car was like, what a fucking bitch. And he gets written up for that. He mutters it to himself. What the fuck? Yeah, that's bullshit. So now you have guys so afraid of anything, and they're so afraid of being watched all the time. But then there's a debate, too. You work at a fucking, you know, you work at the Gap. Cameras all over the place, right? Part of that's for shoplifting, but honestly, they don't do shit about shoplifting. Right. That's for the employees. That's to watch the employees. Mm-hmm. So, uh, something to to think to yourself. So, rhetorical question. Don't answer it, or you're gonna get wrecked. But um, I I lean towards not being a fan of that. But I I do understand some of the premise of some of it. But I I think there's got to be a better way. All right. Moving on. Moving on. So. I think we got another exes in like Texas living there. How hard is it living in Texas when all of your exes are there? Well, um, it can get pretty hairy. I don't know if uh, I mean in my part of I guess where I work. Eh, I mean, you know, infidelity in this profession is rampant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you don't. But at least hold on a second, though. Is it oh, rampant? In oh, our dude. profession, or or is it rampant everywhere, in every aspect of life? I like that. I like that. I like the way you put that, actually. Because but, I've thought about that, and look, how many fucking songs, how much in culture, everybody's fucking somebody else, as they say in my yep. favorite TV show. So, you know, I make a big deal of it in law enforcement, which it is, because how can I, you know, trust you with my life, not with my wife? That's fucking incredible. Yeah. Right? Fuck, dude, if you're horny, go jerk off, man. Yeah, I'm fucking plug in other people's wives. But anyway, dude, I, I stole your thunder. Go on though. No, dude. Um, good question. Um, the issue, and I, I, I might, I'm not even answering the question directly. That's the issue with cops is that they, not all cops, obviously, but there are cops who have this ego about them that you know what? I have a wife. I deserve to have a side chick. And oh my god, I can't believe how many people in this. In, in my line of work, at least, you know, that I interact with, I actually do it. And I'm, it's just such a surprise to me. And, you know, I, I'm not married. So I don't, I mean, who's to say that maybe I won't go down that road in, in five, 10 years when I'm married? Who knows? I hope not. God, no. Don't. Anyone, I'll come to Texas and beat your ass. <laughs> listen, man, anyone's capable of anything. And that's what I've learned in this short life. Um, but Damn, dude, but, that's, you put that in perspective. You know, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the, the point I'm trying to make is, uh, nah, man. Ain't that many X's around my in, in Texas for me. I'm good. I'm solid right now. You're good. You're solid. Good for you, buddy. This, dude, the side chick thing is interesting. 
I mean, dude, I already fucking disappoint my wife. Why would I want to disappoint another person? <laughs> I mean, I fuck. <laughs> I want to know how people have time for that shit. How do you have fucking time, dude? I'm fucking busy. Between the job, the wife, the extra jobs that cops take on, I don't know. I don't know where they find it. I barely have enough time for myself. I don't know. Yeah, stop fucking other people that you're not married to. <laughs> That's my advice of the day. Um, all right. I don't think we really need to ask this, but oh wait, hold on, hold on. I skipped ahead. Now I'll just ask this now. Is the job really dead in Austin? One hundred percent. Easy um, enough. I, I like I said, I had a buddy uh, who's in Austin uh, who was there during uh, Acevedo's tenure. I don't know if you know much about Chief Acevedo. He's man. He's fucking. I thought he was Houston for some reason. Well, guess where he came from before he went to Houston, Austin. He was Austin for like three or four years. Uh, oh. Is it where is he in like Florida now or something? Yeah. Oh, he's in yeah. Miami, dude. Oh. And he's apparently in hot hot water in Miami now. Um, he was like dancing, twerking, or some chick was twerking on him at a party or something. Who knows? Yeah. He he. Uh, that officer is in Austin, and uh, he told me that when Acevedo got there, things started going downhill. I mean, yeah, he approved beards and tattoos and did a lot of good, you know, things that cop wanted. Um, but Acevedo ultimately was limited on what he could approve. And ultimately, dude, I can't remember what the stat was. And this was like a couple of years old, 2018, 2019. The influx of Californians, Californians moving to Austin, it was ridiculous. I mean, something, I can't even remember the numbers in the hundreds, not the hundreds, the, the tens of thousands, you know? Um, which is ridiculous because Austin is, I mean, it's big, but it's not, I don't know. It's not like, I don't know, uh, Houston or San Antonio. Or big, I don't know. The point I'm trying to make is Californians are definitely having an impact on that city and they're voting and they're voting to restrict officers and their capabilities. And it's obviously seen in what was just enacted last week by Austin PD's uh, new new policies, right? Um, they can't re- they can't respond to thefts where the, the, the suspect is already con- gone. They can't respond to anything that's not in progress. They can't respond to an accident um, where there isn't a towed vehicle. It's eh, like, what? Um, so he hates life. And um, he's he's looking for an out. He's not an out. Oh, that sounded weird. He's looking to get out of Austin. Um, so, and I don't blame him, dude. I think the job is dead in Austin. And I'm so scared, so scared that it's going to spread to, you know, like a cancer to other cities. He could. It is a cancer. All right. This fella is uh, up in the once great city of Chicago. And I guess this doesn't apply because you didn't transition straight over, but I think he's asking lateraling type questions to lateral over to Texas. Do you have any information for him about that? I know a little bit about it. So I tried to pull the lateral card, even though I was out of the military. And obviously there was too much of a gap between Tennessee and Texas. Um, but it's from what I'm from T. So we, I, I think most states is like post post officer standards and training. At least that's what we had in Tennessee. Well, in, in Texas, we have uh, TCOL, which is uh, Texas commission on law enforcement. Um, a lot of post um, uh, credits transfer. I mean, most of your post credits transfer over to, to most uh, departments in Texas, especially the major departments. Um, so if you, I think you have the minimum, you have to have a minimum of three years in your current department. Um, it, uh, at least in, my department to come over here and then they'll give you a uh uh like a modified academy type deal it won't be the full six months it'll be like nine or ten weeks and you go through their academy and boom 
you're you're a full fledged uh, police officer in the state of Texas. I can do you cool. one better because oh. I had a friend that went through and fucking. I'm maybe I'm being. I don't know everything. I shouldn't act like I know everything, but this is my understanding of it. Based on the time you have in your certifications, a lot of it, like you were saying, will transfer over to Texas. So you mm-hmm. go on their website; it'll explain everything. But you go over there, you you basically give uh, Texas, "Hey, this is what I've got." They take a look at it and they say, "Okay, based on your training, you you're basically you have enough training to be certified in Texas." However, you have to basically take the test and there's a video and I, it takes a while, like a lot of videos you need to watch on Texas law mm-hmm. um, that they'll send over to you and it'll take some time, but, and then you have to make it down to Texas somewhere where they do one of the tests and you can get, take a test and bam, you're ready to go. And there's different levels of certification in Texas, right? Yeah. So we have like a intermediate police officer, masterpiece officer, um, uh, I don't know, an intermediate advanced and masterpiece officer. Uh, to get to master, you have to have like 12 years on the, on as a police officer in Texas, and then your pays increase, and then you get uh, what's it called? Uh, depending on the department, you get to wear stripes or whatever. But yeah, there there are different levels: intermediate, advanced, and then master. Cool. And, and and you're right. I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, I forgot to mention when I came, I got out of the military because I was a military police officer. I was actually able to do what you're talking: go on their website, send in my transcripts. And all I had to do was study and then go to an official place and take that test. So for like, that's good for like smaller departments. Like you're, you know, I don't know, podunk, I don't know, outside of Austin Amarillo or something in the middle, you know, I don't know, middle of nowhere with like 10 officers. Yeah. That department needs officers obviously. And they don't really have academies to send you to, but if you have that certification, you're T cold because you came from a different state, boom, they'll take you. But I think most of the, the bigger cities are how, how I described, you know? Fair enough. All right. So have you ever so you were in tennessee for a while did you ever tour the uh jack daniels distillery no man i, I really didn't i i really it's funny you say that i just took a trip to tennessee the little vacation two weeks ago we went to dollywood i don't know if you know much about dollywood but god bless i've heard dollywood. about it i have never gone though oh man I, I i grew up going to dollywood when i lived there bro i went during like two weeks ago so the kids just started going back to school covid regulations are still kind of intact or whatever there were no wait lines for anything. I rode like one roller coaster five times in a row in less than an hour. It was so great. Wait a second. Dollywood's like, I thought it was like some country music. Hell no, dude. It's thing. I didn't realize it was park. like an amusement park. Dude, it is probably the best amusement park in, it is the best amusement park in Tennessee. I'd argue the best in the South, the Bible Belt, put it that way. Okay. Fair really enough. I, I guess I need to study up on Dollywood. Dude, great, great place. Really, really great. But uh, yeah, uh, I was there. Um, I forgot the initial question because I'm on my fifth beer. Yeah, you're um, good, dude. Talking about Tennessee. <laughs> you're good. All right. I've got a handful of questions left. I'm going to leave this most serious one for last. So I'm going to ask the stupid shit right now. The first question is, all he said is Minnesota question mark. What about Minnesota? What about Minnesota? What about Minnesota? I, what the- and I put it in there, you know, is there topics you want to discuss? Okay, what about Minnesota? Like, are we still mad that the North <sighs> Stars left and went down to Dallas? Help me out a little bit. I can't tell you. I don't I don't know. I've never been there. I've heard there's a big mall there. Apparently, there I'm, was some big policing oh yeah, incident there. Oh, I, yeah. I always wanted something minor, right? some, some minor thing. 
I've always wanted to go to Mall of America, but I'm a little deterred because I don't really want to go to Minneapolis. So we move on from uh, Minnesota. All right, this one's been staring at me for a while, and I just got to ask it. Now, this question got it came in earlier in the day, mm-hmm. and I was supposed to look up the definition of this term on Urban Dictionary. I didn't because I'm curious if you know what it is, and then we're going to find out about it together. But the question is, is have you ever done the Texas Twister? (laughs) The Texas Twister, huh? The Texas Twister. Do you know what that is? When I think of the Texas Twister, the first thing that comes to mind is there's a comic, there's a Marvel um, character named the Texas Twister. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um... But I also know what the Texas Twister is. Uh, I don't know how vulgar you're going to get on this. Oh, let's um, do it, bud. All right. Dude, we'll all cut right. out controversial police stuff, but we'll talk about vulgar sex positions. All right, before you say what it is, because I'm not going to look it up on an urban dictionary until you say what it is. I well, I feel like I have, to, I have to guess what it is. Yeah, go um, for it. But since you're saying it's vulgar, like I was just gonna go with some kind of titty twisting. Oh no! Um, oh no! What is it? Well, now I'm scared to give you my definition because what if Urban Dictionary tells me I'm wrong? But all well, right, let's hear it, dude. Well, let's hear it. All right, it's pretty much. It's a. Bl- uh, it's not pretty much. It's a blowjob, and the chick is just aggressively, um, I guess just twisting on your knob with her hands, going up and down, dude, just going at it. So the so rubbing normal motion, blowjob. yeah, it's a normal blowjob, but like aggressive with like, all right, when you see someone do like the blowjob symbol, which is like up to their mouth and their tongue goes out, right. That's one thing. But then you see them do it with their hands in front of them. That's a Texas twister. That's, that's pretty much well, at least how I, I've not, all right. I'm clicking on it. Let's see what it says. Now I'm curious. Now I could, it's going to say I'm completely wrong. <laughs> no, you're, you're on it. Um, the back and forth twisting motion of the hands by a female while performing oral sex on a male, the hands twist left and right while stroking up and down on the shaft simultaneously. Yeah. All right. Good. Okay. okay. Good. Yeah. Come on, man. I I was like, I had high hopes for a Texas Twister, <laughs> and it just turned out to be uh, a good BJ. All good right. BJ. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> the next question. Before we get to the serious question, how many four-year-olds could you fight at once? Like before I met my limit? Yeah. I mean, at that point, we're talking about exhaustion, right? I'm just going to keep kicking them over. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say, dude, how about I, how about I answer this question in terms of time? Well, oh, no, 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 no. How about, I think it has to be at once. It's not like, it's not like in a, like a movie where like, you know, everybody takes their turn to fight the bad guy. Like, right, right, right. All of the four-year-olds are fighting you at once, like attacking you simultaneously. Now, obviously, they can't all get to you at once because there's almost only so much of you. But how many four-year-olds do you think you could fight? Dude, I'm going to say like 50, dude. I'm just going to keep – I mean, at, like I said, at that point, it's just a matter of how tired I get because ain't no one four-year-old going to take me down. I don't care, you know – like you said, space is obviously important here. 
Um, if we're in the middle of an open field, say a football field, I got a bunch of four-year-olds coming at me. I'm going to say 50 before I get tired. I'm like, okay, I give up. Four-year-olds got me. But, yeah, 54-year-olds confident. I had beat hundreds of them now. Hundreds. Here's the deal. You hundreds. have kids. I have zero yeah. experience with how it takes to, to even wrangle one four-year-old. So, yeah, uh, maybe maybe my uh, my measurement. I mean, is off and I'm not going to give my experience. techniques for fighting four-year-olds because I don't want to give anybody ideas. <laughs> now, I'll tell you, like my 11-year-old, soon to be 12-year-old. There's only, I mean, like I could beat his ass pretty easily, but if you add on like a couple more of him, it it would be kind of interesting. Hmm. Um, you know, strength and numbers kind of thing. Uh, I still think I could take a handful of him too, but yeah, fucking four-year-olds. Yeah, no problem. Hundreds, huh? Interesting. I love you, four-year-olds. Take you right now. <laughs> All right, now let's talk about some serious shit. Send it before we before we uh, we hit the hay. How bad is the issue at the southern border? Do you have any knowledge oh, of that? I, I have some knowledge on it, man. It's so I work alongside DPS at times. Um, like I said, uh, obviously their air support unit comes and helps us out a lot. Um, and we work literally along side by side DPS troopers on, on a, on a weekly basis. I'd say it got to the point where DPS hasn't been deployed to the Southern border in like five or six years. And then you see these news bites or these, these pictures, you know, coming from the border of DPS troopers, literally forming a border with their shops, with their police vehicles, just to deter, you know, some of the migrants. It's bad, man. Um, these troopers are coming back and they do like month long rotations there before they come back to their regular duties here. And and, and when I mean bad on a human humanitarian level, um, they don't have enough food and water to give these guys. They don't have enough health care with COVID. It strains them even more. Um, it's what all they're doing. All of all that these uh, migrants are doing is directing efforts and attention from the border patrol and DPS and the coyotes. I don't, you know what you're familiar with coyotes, right? They, yes. They yeah. All yeah. the coyotes are doing is going to a different part of the border and not just coyotes, but you know, the drug runners and we're having record amount amounts of uh, drugs and uh, immigrants come through different parts of the border because you know, the main focus is this one bridge, right? It, it's bad. And we're not seeing the effects of it just yet, but in a couple of weeks, a couple months, uh, it's going to affect us you know, the cities of, of, uh, of Texas, in my opinion, directly, um, just because of the influx and not just necessarily of, uh, of, uh, the immigrants I'm talking about, you know, drug as well, fentanyl, especially, um, illegal fentanyl that's, you know, manufactured, you can't trust anyways, but, and, and, you know, it's such a touchy subject when I talk about it with people, but, you know, so I'm a, I'm the son of, of immigrants. Um, both my parents are not from this country. Um, I'm Hispanic and, um, it's, you know, at times, as you know, being in my profession, I get, I mean, I've had family members disown me, you know, um, because, you know, they consider me a traitor in, in every sense of that word. And I'm like, dude, I don't enforce that. I don't enforce, I'm not immigration. I'm just a police officer. And if I happen to take a felon to jail because he choked his wife and he gets deported, whose fault is that really, you know? Um and it, it, it's, you know, I'm, I'm digressing again because I'm too, I'm too, too many drinks in, but uh, uh, to answer the question, man, it, it's bad. And uh, I hope it changes soon and I hope it dies down. But as of right now, the, the border situation is rough. 
Yeah, dude, I I don't know, and it's one of those things that it's just been years and years. It's just one of those things that's it's always an <sighs> issue, and it's kind of kicked down, and then somebody will do something, and then somebody won't like it, and then when somebody else is in power, then they'll stop, and oh, yeah. it's yeah, I don't know, it, and it's it's a tough issue because you know I. On certain parts of my family, I'm like, I think like a third generation American, you know, I had like grandparents come in Ellis Island and shit, or great grandparents, right? Wow. Um, so, you know, the United States of America is fucking country immigrants. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's lots of ways to look at, you know, coming here and things like that. And there, there's a lot to debate and think about, especially if you want to. I don't know how deep I want to go into this on a fucking podcast where we made a lot of dick jokes, but (laughs) you know, there's things you need to think about if, you know, if you consider yourself a Christian, you know, people want a better life and things like that, but there's also, you know, a right way to come here too. And yeah, it's, you know, there's a lot to it. It's a very complex issue. It is. And the way I think about it, man, it's, it's security for our nation and, and, like you said, there's a right way to go about it. And unfortunately, that right way, it takes time. And how do I know that? Because my parents did, right? Um, it's not an easy process. Um, it Sometimes it takes up to years. Sometimes I've heard of a, up to decades, you know, to, to get, you know, your citizenship. Um, but at the end of the day, brother, man, it's, it's like you said, it's a touchy subject and I won't get too far into it. <sighs> but I could talk about it for a whole episode. Put it that way, man. Just because of my demographic specifically and where I come from, I'm first generation, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know, but I consider myself as American as it comes, you know? And, and I think of, when I think of Texas, I think of, you know, I don't know if you heard the the phrase Texas first, but that's what I believe, man. If if Texas wants to secede from the union today, bro, I'm lining, I'm, I'm re-enlisting. Let's do it. (laughs) It's, it's, that's that's what I'm about. Uh, I think there'd be a lot of people coming in to help for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I, I love Texas. I, I love the United States. And uh, unfortunately, we're such a great country that it draws a lot of people. Right. Um, and for good reason. And that's why I hate to see so many people drug our, our nation through the mud, you know, because um, if we were such a bad nation, why would so many people be dying, literally dying on the trek over here to be here? You know, Um and that's that's coming from someone who's seen the effects of it firsthand, you know, whether it be directly in law enforcement or, or by background. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It, it drives me nuts when people talk about how it look. America's not perfect, but no, nowhere is. But, it, you know, people talking about the United States is this horrible, awful place. Why are people fucking dying to come here then? Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself. So America's great. All right. But. Fuck them. That's what I say. That's what I always say. All right, dude. Well, I think we've come to a, a, towards the end of this poorly made police podcast. Are you familiar with the word of the day? Yeah. Well, dude, it is your opportunity to uh, give a word for all the people out there to use, either over the radio or in a CAD notes and a report. And if you're brave, you can send it to me and I'll make you famous. But don't get in trouble for me. Okay. So you got a word <laughs> of the day for us? All right. I don't think I've heard a Spanish word of the day yet, but I'm going to translate it. Let's but do it's it, my, favorite, my favorite Spanish word. And it doesn't sound anything like the English word at all, which is why it's my favorite. And it's so hard to say. It's the, the Spanish, what it translates to is sticker. 
So that's like, the English translation. Sticker? Like sticker. Thicker? Like you put a sticker, right? Oh, sticker. Yeah, like you give a kid a sticker. Yeah. It's calcomania. What? How does that? I Sticker? That's what that is? Calcomania? It sounds like something like a maniac or something. I don't know. But that's the Spanish word. I'm going to spell it for you because I love it so much. C-A-L-O. I guess I should do it phonetically. Yeah. Yeah, do it phonetically, and then you got to send it to me, too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, phonetically, in the right way to say it phonetically, it's going to be uh, police phonetics. Uh, Charles Adam Lincoln. Charles Ocean Mary. Adam Nora. Ida Adam. Calcomania, the first Spanish word of the day. I needed to do it. I needed to make like my it, mark dude. on this podcast, man. I like it, dude. That <laughs> one's going to be an interesting one to get in. I hope some. I hope somebody's brave enough to throw that in because I don't I, think anyone's going to do it. <laughs> I don't know. I I see some places where you could do that. Yeah, that that could be good. We'll see. Our, yeah, I nobody. Some fucking don't disappoint me, guys. So somebody fucking send me something. I'll make it worth <laughs> your time. All right. Now, with that said, um, you know how I like to end this podcast. Yeah. Do you have any imparting words of wisdom for the people listening to this podcast that you'd like to? Uh, well, um, we're all in this together, you know, brothers and sisters and uh, all you non-binary folks out there. But uh, we're just fucking strong, getting man. canceled, dude. We're fucking no, for real. That's 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 not cancel worthy. That's me reaching out to my my bros out there, my LGBTQ plus. Um, but uh, anyways, um, is it what, wait, hold on a second. Is that what the, it is now is plus? Yeah, you got You got to include the plus because there's so many genders now. You're trying to get me canceled. I'm being legit. Oh, we're getting <laughs> fucking canceled. No, dude. No, here, here's the thing, dude. If anybody's listening to these podcasts, I don't give a fuck who you are as long as you're a good person. That's it. Anyway, hey, go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I ruined your fucking moment. Go on. No, dude. No. For for I like it. I like it. Um, but yeah, man, we're all in this boat together, bro. Just hold the line. Be safe out there. At the end of the day, I mean, coming from someone who second guessed his profession during the height of you know 2020 protests it, it gets better and uh as we mentioned earlier in the podcast i can't stress this enough your mental health come first comes first um whether that means leaving the profession profession in general or getting help just seek it man um i don't know it, whether your department helps you or not in that regard reach out i'm sure my my boy you know poorly, poorly made police memes will help you out and he'll find some resources if he has to reach out to him you're listening to the podcast and at a bare minimum if you're struggling, reach out to him, man. And I, I think mental health is too, still stigmatized a bit too much. And I think uh, we need to make sure that we're watching over each other and reaching out to each other. So, uh, you know, just be safe out there. And uh, yeah, all love. I like it. And by the way, with, with you saying that, people have done that. And I just want to put a disclaimer. I'm fucking here, man. I'm fucked up. And I have no problem being, you know, sounding board, somebody to listen to. I can give you some ideas who to talk to and things like that. But please just keep in mind that, you know, I'm a dude. I have a family. I don't, I'm not on Instagram all the time or Facebook. So if I fucking don't reply right away, doesn't mean I won't get you to, to you. But if you're like in crisis at that moment, you, you know, call the hotline, do what you got to do, call a buddy. Um, sure. But if, if I'm there, I, I'll be there for you the best I can. Yeah. Hey, sorry. I just volunteered you involuntarily to, to help everyone. In, in <laughs> Blue Falcon makes like you've me done the some mental health job. expert. 
<laughs> well, it sounds like you've done some good jobs job in the past. So, uh, you know, you can keep it going. But uh, no, everything he said, ditto, guys. Y'all be safe. Well, dude, Jimmy, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, we made a lot of dick jokes. We're going to get canceled um, <laughs> for all the things we said. But fuck, dude, just be a good person. That's all, yes, all that matters, man. I don't. Here's the thing, Ben, and I hate to go on this tangent, but white, black, Hispanic, purple, polka dot, gay, straight, whatever. Just fucking be good to each other, man. Stop getting in other people's business. Just fucking be good to each other and the world will be a whole lot better. Don't fucking believe everything you see on Instagram, man. Difference, uh, we're all fucking different, right? That's what fucking made this country great. Don't let them fucking divide us, man. All right. Well, with that said, uh, we've come to the end of the podcast. Uh, if you want to support this very poorly made police podcast, there are several ways you can do that. And I have to say this every time. I'll come up with a better joke than steal your mom's credit card at some point. But <laughs> at the end of this episode, there's a little link. It uh, gives you a link to support the podcast. It's like a Patreon, except you don't get anything. And you steal your mom's credit card and put it in right in there, and I will get money every month, and it helps keep the lights on. You can buy some of my poorly made merch, including these finely made uh, pint glass I'm looking at right now. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. It makes your beer and any other liquor taste better. You can buy that right now. Links on my uh, my web pages there. And of course, please take care of the sponsor of this podcast. But take care of yourself. Take care of your partners, brothers and sisters before you take care of me. With that said, I uh, I love most of you. And you guys be safe out there and have a good night. Bye-bye. <laughs>